Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. (laughs) Mrs. Darren's just handed you some clothes. Yeah, wash clothes. Wash clothes? For For me to put away. Oh, I thought she I thought you meant for her for she gave them to you to put on. No. Because she wanted you to be respectable on No. On the podcast. On the pod- no, I'm in me <laughs> in me underpants. Oh jeez. <laughs> Although no, I'm I'm quite proud of her that she gives you a pile to put away. I'm glad oh, yeah. you're contributing. Yeah. It's it's the new you. It's the new man. The new man for the uh, for 2024. Well done, Mrs. D. That's good. <laughs> right, are you are you are you ready? Shall we just? Am I ready? Yeah, let's just do it. Just do Adam it. Frost doesn't do this in his underpants. <laughs> Molly Green and Taryn Rudge. Oh yes. Sometimes that's God's way of getting you to enjoy gardeners' world. Yeah, happy garden. <laughs> <laughs> And a very, very, very warm welcome to the Happy Garden Podcast. We hope that the first week of the new year has been just brilliant for you. And I don't want to talk too soon, but um, it's not raining. Things are on the up. And i tell you who else is on the up as well. He's COVID-free, I think. Darren Rudge. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's gone. Is it gone? <laughs> Still a bit nasal. But uh, it has actually gone. It's departed. Has the it's line gone? gone. <laughs> yes. Yay. Yeah. The line has gone. Oh. Honestly. And well, listen. We've had lots of comments on uh, Instagram on the Facebook page to say thank you for struggling on, Darren. You haven't missed a podcast, so yay you. Oh, there you go. Hundred <laughs> percent attendance. Yes. <laughs> Excellent gold star. Now starting the new year, maybe with a new outlook. Now, the um, Happy Garden podcast today, (laughs) Adam Frost, actually, you mentioned Adam Frost. He is going to be on the pod. um, talking about Yeah, talking about... In his pants? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Talking... 
Darren, he's talking about mental health problems. All oh, right, sorry. All right, yes. Gear change. <laughs> now, at one point, he did actually fall out of love with his garden. Slowly, things got better. You'll hear about that a little bit later on. But in our podcast, maybe a couple ago, The Cycle of Life, you, Dazzler, you were talking really openly, really candidly about how your community projects and, and your community work have, have been a lifeline for people. So mental health and gardening on the agenda today. I know you know how important that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, we've been told, actually, that some of the people from uh, the first group that we dealt with on, hmm. on our community projects are coming back as mentors. <gasps> no so, way! Yeah, that's brilliant. So they, they've been so inspired, they want to come back and help with the next group. So oh, we'll we've got forward. three or four folks that are going to come back and help us to deal with the other folks. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. Ball has started to roll. It's oh, excellent. That's really inspirational. That's a, that's a real cycle in itself, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Oh, that's great news. Great news. So that's on the agenda. Andy Lound is making a new year return to the Happy Garden podcast yes. as well. It's going to be the history of roses today, Dazzler. Oh, yes. Yeah. Great. Which will be lovely. I want you and I to have a natter about nuts. Okay. <laughs> a nut natter, <laughs> as it were. You've got money saving. I have got money saving tip. It's quite an obvious one. Okay. Today, but it is a money saving tip. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, you will save money. And your questions to get through as well. Got higher sense, building a veg bed from scratch, and uh, and all sorts of bits and pieces to get through. So that and more to come. All of this and more still to come yep. on Happy Garden with Margaret and Darren Rush. Good, as I say. Um, yeah, Darren, it's not raining, isn't it? Beautiful this week. Well, I was a bit sort of surprised this morning because I did my five-mile walk with Bear, the dog, and I was expecting it to be really cold. So I wrapped up really well today. And actually, I've had to take a few layers off as I've been walking, but it's lovely and sunny. I think tonight's at minus two, minus three, and and some beautiful, because obviously we've got clear skies at night, some beautiful days to come as well, so this mud hopefully should freeze. Does you good, doesn't it? Does you, talking mental health, which we will be doing soon, does your head good when you can see the, I'm looking out the window now of the pod room, there's blue sky up there. Does your head good? Oh, it's just fabulous just to get out and about, isn't it? And Mm. that's why I I walk. I mean, one of the reasons is for health, because I'm a diabetic, so uh, keep the blood sugar under control. You walk a lot, Um, don't you, these Days. Yeah, I do, yeah. We try and do four or five miles a day. Yeah. We can do, me and the dog. It, it just clears your head. It just it's, it's just great just to get... I mean, we do towpaths, so we walk up and down canals and things like that. I'm sure people think I'm really strange. <laughs> there he goes again. <laughs> no, it's not that. i tell you what I was smirking at then. Do you remember Security Steve, your friend yeah. and mine, Security Steve, who used to look yeah. after us? Well, that makes us sound like right celebrities. He wasn't our security guard. He was do just you know a... who we were? <laughs> Wait, let me put that in. Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? (laughs) No, he was just a security guard um, called Steve. Now, he used to cycle along the towpaths and some oiks once, he was on the way back from Sainis, some oiks pushed him and his bike in the cut. Joking. Mm. God, I've never had a bad experience. I honestly haven't. Normally you're on your own. There's not not a soul. Yeah. Uh, And I've never had a bad experience. Oh, you're lucky. uh, You know, we live in the middle of the black country, so... uh, (laughs) You know, I'm not saying anything about the black country. <laughs> no, not I'm at saying all. That, at all. that must mean but it's really nice. Never had a bad experience at all. Oh, better than Security Steve. Then he had to fish his his bike out. His um, it's terrible. His wheel Sorry, was bent. Security oh, no. Steve. Terrible. Terrible. Um, right. Do you want to start the pod with yes. some jobs for the beautiful week ahead? Can do. I think we should do. Now yes. in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. So, with a lung full of cold, fresh air in you, what should we be getting on with our dazzler? Go. 
Well, it's time for planting of all sorts, folks, of trees, shrubs and roses. And remember, at this time of year, you can buy them bare root and some plants, larger plants, still need some soil around their, their roots. They're called root bald plants, so you can buy them and you can get them in the ground. It's warm and wet at this time of year and it's not been too cold, let's be honest, in this country. It's not been cold at all, really, has it? It's quite, quite mild for January, the beginning of January. So get them into the ground. Check all stake young trees, so make sure that any young trees that are planted or have been planted, their stakes are nice and firm because we will have some breezy, breezy conditions to come, I'm pretty sure. Now, if you've got plants that are still with us, things like hellebores that uh, remain with us during the winter months, they're going to need as much light as they possibly plant. And they're normally planted below shrubs and trees. So crown lift those shrubs and trees. And this is literally removing the lower branches to let in more light. And finally, have a look at your, your bedding displays and just pick plants over and replant if you need to. Perfect. Thanks, Dazzler Pants. We'll do some more of those uh, at the end of uh, of the podcast. I think I'm going to get out this week and make a start. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we've had an ex- all those winter excesses oh, yeah. out of your system. Because we've had an excuse, haven't we, since Christmas with all the rain and everything, but now there's no... <laughs> Yeah, no got, excuse. Got face exactly. Get out there, get out there start, and enjoy things. Start to get out there and have a little bit of a tidy through, but don't tidy too much, Molly Green. Oh, okay. Remember, we want uh, all those habitats to remain. Yeah, because you'll Absolutely. disturb things. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Do a little bit of a tidy through if you need to. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want another mouse count? Go on then. How many mice have you got? Hundred and twenty-seven. Oh, my Lord. I know. Do you know, I went out for a coffee with some friends and they live in a, a lovely little country cottage called Rudge Cottages, actually. Oh, how weird. Um, out towards Stafford. It's just a pure coincidence that they have to be called Rudge Cottages. It's nothing to do with me. I'm not a, a landowner, landowner or anything. No, no. <laughs> and they were telling us a real horror story about rats because they're plagued with rats. They've had a problem with one of their cars because all of the car's electrics are actually insulated with plant-based insulation. Oh, I know where this is going. Okay. So in the middle of the night, the car alarm's been going off. So they've been rushing out with, you know, big sticks and baseball bats, thinking the car's been broken <laughs> into. Spanner, yeah. Can't find anything. And they've discovered that the rats have eaten the uh, wiring oh, loom man. in the car. They even found one in the engine bay, staring up at them. They've had to have a major, major thing done on the car. How much is, for a lecky car, how much is that going to cost? Wow. Hundreds. It's cost them hundreds to have it repaired. I wonder if the makers even... That that even went past their mind. If it's plant based, that it's going to be rodent fodder. That's Some really interesting. Of the, the larger sort of SUVs, SUVs, I should say, and four by fours, they put plates underneath so you can't see the electrics and they can't get at them. But oh, they could cars, if they wanted to. Well, this is, you and I have spoken before. Rats and mice, they will have a happy home if you don't use your car for two or three weeks. They'll be in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, no problem at all. And they're uh, they're having a really bad time with it. God, how interesting. Wow. There you go. Oh, did they get the bus to come and have coffee with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, how awful. Now, we're going to be hearing from Adam Frost next here on the Abbey Garden yeah. Podcast. Yay! After we have kicked off with a question from Natalie. Any questions are welcome in 2024. It's your podcast, so anything that Darren can help you with is your expert, the Laughing Gardener, here for you. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Molly, Darren, I hope you've had a fabulous Christmas and a new year. My question is about my three pots of hyacinths. All have been 
beautiful over the last three weeks with great scent, great blooms. All of them are now bent over and the flowers have gone brown. Can I dry them out and save them for next year? Will they flower again so well or are they now to go in the garden? And, oh, this is really nice as well. Thank you for starting your podcast and thank you for laughing so much. It lifts me up every Friday. All the best, Natalie. And she's in Ironbridge. Lovely. Oh, Lovely. Natalie. Thank and you're you. in Ironbridge. You're not far away from me. And Natalie, I hope you're not flooded, Natalie, because yeah. I know that Ironbridge uh, is one of the areas, places like Bridge North and Ironbridge. It's been dreadful, Telford. hasn't it? It's been dreadful, mm-hmm. been horrendous. Mm-hmm. And I know that the river is high there, but I hope you're safe and sound and tucked up and not flooded. Let's put it that way. But yeah, your hyacinths, you can save until next year. Remember, Hyacinths are heat-treated to get them to flower at at that particular point in the year. But you can try them again. It's not a problem. Wait until they've gone over, though. So if they're in the green, they're in the photosynthetic phase. So in other words, what they're doing is they're uh, making all that food which is stored in the bulb, which will push out new leaves and flowers for next year. So you need to wait until those leaves, the green stuff, turns brown. And then you you can clear them off. You can store them in a cool, dark place over the summer months and then basically you can replant them in October, early November and start the process of uh, getting them warmed up again. Alternatively, as you've sort of suggested, you can pop them in the garden and buy fresh for next year because they will go into the garden, they'll be fine for you and they'll flower, but they will flower a little bit later Mm. in in the garden situation. So if you want them in flower for Christmas, you can force them again, but you need to give them that heat before Christmas to push them on, uh, normally in an airing cupboard or something like that isn't it? Mm. And that's what you do with your hyacinths, Natalie. Dazzler, you'll probably kill me. I'm always torn with hyacinths because, well, you know, that um, I have tried. Many, many years I've tried. They either go, if if I plant my own in September, they either go leggy or stumpy or they're never quite they're never quite as good as the shop bought ones so i do tend to buy i mean they're three quid for three bulbs so i do tend to buy and it's not resourceful and it's not you know what darren roach would teach but i must admit i just buy new every year it's easier it's sort of when they've already started budding is is that wrong (laughs) no it's not wrong why is that wrong because i mean what's wrong is if they're not sold and then they just go into a skip well there you go so i mean that that is wrong um so if you buy them from the shop and they're already done then that's fine that's okay because at least you're going to get the benefit from them i mean some people like the challenge of actually growing them from the bulb and then getting them into bulb fiber and and stuff like this but there can can be things that go wrong so if you've got them in bud that's fine because you're almost assured that you're going to get flowers aren't yeah. you and that's no that's no problem uh what isn't good molly green is yes. when you leave them in the bag and forget about and them forget for about months. them and find them 10 years later that's the one well <laughs> you've done loads of bits on bulbs uh, over the years am i to take it our dazzler that hyacinths are the same in that well i don't know you'd have to tell me um because they're never quite as good the year after or the year after same as any bulb when we buy them are they in a specific state is it their first year or their second year and they're packed with nutrients or i'm assuming we're buying them at their peak they normally are pretty young so it'll either right. be first or second year um bulb i, I would hazard a guess that they're probably going to be second year bulbs and you can really really easily propagate them as well so you can keep them young and fresh they're just like us aren't they plants bulbs plants whatever you know the older we get the less productive we get don't we you know we start getting aches and pains and, and things like this yeah <laughs> um and plants are exactly the same so you know you want to keep them juvenile and and people that propagate plants, you know, plant plant breeders, that's what they do. 
They will only propagate from a plant, from a young plant, for around about five years, and then they'll put it out for sale because that's then past its juvenility. That's past the stages where they can take fresh things off. So if you get a really decent bulb like your hyacinth, what you need to look for is the basal plate, which is at the bottom of the bulb where the roots are, because they're all modified stems. So you've got a bud at the top, the big bulbous bits are modified leaves, and that's where the food is stored. And then at the base, you've got the roots, which you call the basal plate. And you can chop them into at least eight little bits. And as long as you've got a little bit of the basal plate on there, you can then put them into vermiculite, just damp vermiculite, pop them into a bag and then blow the bag up, literally blow into the bag, tie a knot in it, Mm. and put them into a box and put them somewhere warm and dark for around about three months. And they will will produce roots and shoots. And then you can pop them up and you can have, from one single bulb, you can have eight bulblets, literally. And, you know, you've propagated it. And if if it's a young bulb, you'll propagate thousands of bulbs that way. It's really, really easy to do, and it's a really, really quick trick. That was so one of one money saving. I was going to say that already. was yeah one of your money saving tips a couple of months ago, wasn't it? I love the word yeah. bulblets. Bulblets. I might try. Uh, can I try that with one of the? Because I like Natalie have a, a couple on the kitchen windowsill that are all bent over. Can you try that with an old bulb? Or did you say it has to be a, a fresh? Coming? The older the bulb, the less likely is the chance that you're going to um, old as uh, in propagate as in it's flowered and gone over. If it's more than two, two or three years old then I wouldn't do it. But one um, we bought this Christmas, which has just yeah, gone over. Yeah, definitely, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Don't forget hyacinths are poisonous, so wear, mm. a, wear a pair of gloves, mm. OK? Don't eat a sandwich while you're doing it, all those sorts of things, <laughs> drink a cup of tea. But, uh, yeah, you can do that really, really easy. And any bulb, tulip staffs, you know, hyacinths, they will propagate that way. Crocuses, they will propagate that way. That's there amazing, you because your intuition would say, if you slice it in half, you're going to kill it. But uh, I'm going to no. try that this year. Yeah, definitely Love do. Love yeah. it. I'll tell you what else is happening this year, Darren. Guess what's in my left hand? Oh, you've got Ooh. the beans. Oh, you've, I've got the beans. The beans. I'm really excited. If you were listening to any of the uh, previous... It was a while ago, actually, on a previous podcast, where Darren and I were talking about these dwarf French beans, the prince, that are, f- yes, now 40 years old, 19, <laughs> 1984, uh, best before, that I bought from a boot sale, 69p. Brilliant. That's quite a lot, I'd have thought. 69 bit 40 years ago. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Chep, is it? Decent amount. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna do this with my students. Oh yes, you, I've got to give you, you some beans, haven't I? When you pass them on, I'm yeah. gonna do this with my students. There are 125 beans in here. Um so we're gonna you and I are gonna halve them and you're gonna give some to students and uh, we're gonna see. May is when we sew apparently. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, that's something for the future uh, podcasts in 2024. How exciting. So Yes. Now, um, by the way, just as a little uh, little insert here, on the Facebook and on the Instagram, both of which are at the Happy Garden Podcast, we would love to hear and see your signs of spring. Now, Dazzler, I took the most beautiful picture the other day, which I'll put on the um, the uh, the Facebook and the Instagram. Bluebells. When I was walking the dogs the other day, bluebells are already coming up and we've got snowdrop season upon us as well. Yeah, it is very mild, folks. Mm. I think today is nine or ten degrees where I am in the West Midlands, so it's not cold at all. And things are pushing through and pushing on, aren't they? But you you say every single year, don't panic. I mean, we've got daffodils poking their heads up as well. Don't panic. Nature knows what it's doing. Yeah, well, there's nothing we can do about it, Molly. It's it's as simple as that. It is what it is. So uh, we can't stop it. We've just got to get used to it and garden with it. 
and match the challenge we've actually got to face. That's what we've got to do. You can't rage against the machine. Nature is the machine. But if you see any, I mean, there's buds bursting forth and all sorts. If you've got anything down your allotment, in your garden, or maybe like Darren and I, when you walk the dogs, maybe you've seen signs of spring. Bung something on our um, social media. That would be fabulous and we can include it in the podcast next week. If you'd like to get in touch with Molly Green and Darren Rudge at the Happy Garden Podcast, then all you have to do is follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. If you'd like to send them an email at The Happy Garden Podcast, you can email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Can we say Happy Garden Podcast just one more time? The Happy Garden Podcast. Right, um, shall we hear from Adam Frost? Oh, yes, Your please. mate. Let's just reiterate, actually, before I play this. Um, you know Adam very, very well. You worked with him for years. Did, yeah. We ran the Sainsbury's Academy, which was um, for Sainsbury's home base for the garden centre workers, which was literally a countrywide thing, and including Ireland, where um, they used to gather their employees together and put them through a, a training academy, and I used to teach them with another colleague for horticultural skills, and Adam used to come along for one day a week and treats them garden design. So we used to have some fun. We used to have some really good fun. At Winterbourne in, in Birmingham, that's where we were. And we did that for about four or five years, I think. So, uh, yeah, he knows me very, very he well. He loves you. He calls me Darren the man. <laughs> the, man. <laughs> the main man. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> uh, well, I sat down with him a few weeks ago. Uh, you might have heard a bit of the chat that we had on the pod a few weeks ago, but this time talking to him about mental health. Interestingly, when I... Like the September that I was poorly, I was locked in this room for 10 days with COVID and I was looking out the window and obviously we were in a bigger house then, a bigger garden and all I could see was this list of jobs and I was getting more and more, you know, and obviously everything else was going on in my mind. And, and I'd felt that six months before I'd started to disengage with that garden and it was really weird for me because that was the thing that fixed me, you know, through the whole of my life. It was been my safe place, you know. And, and then when I eventually sat down with somebody that knows more about the brain than I do, and it was explained that, that obviously that was, a, that was the concrete footings of my life, bearing in mind, you know, I gardened with Nan's granddads and all the rest of it. And what was happening was that footings was, was wobbly, it was moving. And, and then when that was explained to me, it started to make sense on a basis that I then moved, we simplified our life, um, and I re-engaged with the garden. And and again, it was just like, wow. Um, because all of a sudden, I reconnected with all the simple things, like you say, getting your hands in the soil, just having a moment, going and watering the greenhouse, you know, enjoying picking a tomato. And I think sometimes with gardens, the whole thing of your garden can become overwhelming because we think, oh, it's got to look like this. But actually, in reality, it hasn't. So the idea is, is how many moments can we get for our garden? You know, and if that's half an hour with your hands in the soil and you're making a bit of a mess, whatever, 10 minutes with a cup of tea, none of it matters. And and it, my missus has, has struggled over the years as well. And, and you can see with her, you know, you get her outside and, and she loses herself. And, yeah, it, I mean, it's... I think in all of us, it's innate and slowly as you know we've apparently evolved so many people have disconnected from it and that's the scary bit I think you know what do you mean by simplified your life what did you do so literally obviously we had a massive house and and garden I was running a garden school and loads of different things I mean my life's still quite busy as it is but um and I was doing the typical 50 year old bloke not saying anything you know feel like you're going to let the family down all the rest of it um and 
and in the end, obviously, I'm you know I'm in a mess. So you sit down as a family, and and you realise that all the kids want you to do is be all right. All your missus really wants you to be is be all right, and that's that's why I talk about it now, really, because in reality, I know that there's lots of people like me, 50-year-old blokes that are that are still running like they were when they were 16, and not realising that hold on. Hold on, there's there's more to life, and I think that's what we did. So we decided to move. We downsized housewise, you know, smaller garden, um, and I've even put blocks of time in. So I would never say no to anything. I would. Well, I was so fit. I think in a weird way, because of my background, you know, left home at 16, not the best behaved young man in the world, and the only way that I saw of improving my life was working. And of course, I think that becomes the thing that you do, isn't it? So you know, you're in your 50s. And you're still trying to do what you were when you were 16 because you're fearful that if you don't, it's all going to disappear. It's all going to go wrong. And you go, well, actually, it might not. And so I put the blocks of time in with the kids and whatever. Yeah, that's what I mean, really. Simplification, connecting to what's important, i.e. your family, i.e. simple hobbies, whether that's gardening, whether it's watching sport, whether it's a bit of sewing, whatever it is. You know, we talk about being mindful, don't we? And... You know, it's like we talk about being kind to yourself. And I, I first of all, I start laughing. You, are, you tell a working class lad to be kind to himself. You think, well, what are you on about? It's just sort of nonsense, you know. But then what you realise is what you're really saying is just give yourself a little bit of time. Don't be so hard on yourself yeah. is a better way of putting it. Yeah, a lot of people try and live up to what they think they should be. I do remember Oprah, like 20 years ago, I remember her saying her life changed the day she decided to say no to things. Well, it's interesting. I'm still really rubbish at it. So what we do now is my oldest daughter runs my office. So she says no to things sometimes and doesn't even tell me. So I might see... I know. So I might see someone four months later and said, oh, you were too busy to do something, so you couldn't come to us. I mean, and I sort of, yeah, 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 I was. And, and in reality, she's going, no, hold on, I need to... For your own goods. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. And she's doing the right thing. Um, all I've got good at is not asking her that's been my trick is go if I don't engage with that bit then she can take control of that if she's worried she speaks to mum and mum says no he can do that or no he can't do that so yeah, I'm just being controlled by women basically which is you know which works so who runs the world girls <laughs> the happy garden podcast was just a little bit of my chat with uh, Adam Frost. If you want to hear more of it, then it was the um, Malvern, the Malvern Autumn Show a few podcasts ago. Uh, Darren, so fascinating listening to to Adam. I don't yeah. even I don't even know where to start to unpick that. I mean, the, the older you get, I don't know if it's old age privilege of being honest with yourself and being kind to yourself and not thinking that everyone's having a better time or an easier time than you. You have to face these things and sort of deal yeah. with yourself, don't you, the older you get? Well, I've had these chats with my son, you see, and my family, because of the amount of work that you're doing. Mm. You're taking, and he's in, entirely right. You do feel as though you're letting people down. Yeah. You're saying no. But sometimes you just have to because you need to recharge the batteries. And he's, he's so right. It's the simple, simple things in life. You, you know, we do have people that like to keep up with the Joneses. Sorry if you're, uh, your name is Jones. <laughs> but we do have people that like to keep up with it. But, you know, you're, you're running a real, real risk there of burning yeah. yourself out. 
The older I get, the less I care about the Joneses. Adam mentioned there about being kind to yourself. Yeah. The grass is not greener. We all have a struggle. I mean, my goodness, Adam is, you know, like a bit of a national treasure. He's on the national telly. He's, you know, we all know Adam Frost. Even he struggles. We all do. Be kind to yourself. My my early years was exactly like Adam's, and that's why I think we get on so well, is because I spent seven days a week working trying to put money in in our pockets it's as simple as that yeah you know we didn't have a pound to rub together so I'm a working class guy that comes from a working class family and and that's what we did that's what I had to do at that particular point in time and then you work your way through but you're still carrying on and motoring on and things like that and then diabetes came along for me and that was my big shock really Mm. was all of a sudden I've got this disease that's within me that you can't see but it's actually destroying your body if you let it. And that really was my big wake-up call, just to sort of say, hold on here, hold on, bald eagle. Do you remember that, Texan bars? <laughs> yes. Hold on, bald eagle. Yeah. Got to pull this back and you've got to got to think about yourself uh, for once. And, and my did. GP actually said that to me. He said, Darren, he said, you do all this for folks. You do all this work and stuff like this, but what happens when Darren's not around? And I just looked and I just thought and I just thought, hmm. And then Mrs. Darren sort of kicked me when he said that, you know. So, um, oh, that's you know. really interesting. Self-care yeah. is... Self-care. Don't feel guilty about self-care because if you no. don't care about yourself, you won't be able to help others. Not at all, no. Ooh, and that's Darren. the only way you can continue yeah. to carry on. And that's what we do with these community-based courses, mm-hmm. really, is people have got themselves into a trench, you know, they've got themselves into a hole. You can get into that drudgery. But there is so much to look forward to in life. Just go for a walk. Go for a walk, listen to the birds. Like this morning, you know, in the sun, sun on my back. Birds are out there. And notice the signs of spring. It's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's all there if you look for it. Gardening is just that repository, isn't it? You can get out there, you can get your hands in the soil, you can plant, you you can take cuttings, you can do all that if you want to. But sometimes just a cup of coffee... Mm-hmm. Nice little bench mm-hmm. or your reclining chair and just sit there and think. It's great. Connect yourself with nature and the cycle yeah, of life. Time. Yeah, which yeah. is one of our earlier podcasts. Oh, Darren. Should we um should we lighten the mood with some saucepan talk? Yes, go on then. <laughs> <laughs> what have you um what have you got, Mrs. Darren? What? For Christmas. Is she in? Yeah, she's upstairs. Oh, keep your voice down then. Yeah. What have you got? Got a set of saucepans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm really angry at you. <laughs> I got her a, got her a battery drill. <laughs> Two-speed hammer drill. That's it. <laughs> oh, That's a screwdriver. <laughs> I'm sorry. That... <laughs> you see, you now you talk about self-care. Whenever I'm feeling down, I listen to... I listened to the, I listened to that little clip. <laughs> she loves her hammer drill. You leave her alone. Oh dear. Has she erected anything with a two-speed hammer drill? Yeah, yeah. I've got all the shelves done. <laughs> all the loose cabinetry. <laughs> He's now sorted. Oh, do you know that'll make me laugh for absolutely ever. <laughs> is she in, Mrs. Darren? Is she okay? Is she had yeah. a nice she had a nice first week? Of 2024. Is she yeah. over COVID, by the way? Is she, is she free? Is she tested yeah, free? Yeah, she, she just had a sniffle. She didn't have it really bad. As bad as you. <laughs> no, it's me. Just you. 
Oh, she still managed to uh, to serve you food. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mop my brow. Mop your brow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, shall we? Um, shall we get on the uh, the amazing and astounding Andy Lounding for the first time in 2024? Yes, please. And what is it this week? This week is the history of roses. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing astound with Andy Lound. That's me. Good morning, Molly and Darren. Today, I will embark on a fragrant journey through time, exploring the fascinating history of one of the world's most beautiful flowers, Molly Green. No, sorry, the rose. Renowned for its beauty and symbolism, sorry, this is Molly Green, the rose has woven itself into the cultural tapestry of civilizations across the globe. Our journey begins in ancient times, where evidence suggests that roses have been cultivated for over 5,000 years. The earliest records of roses date back to ancient Mesopotamia, with a flowering symbolising love, beauty and luxury. The ancient Greeks and Romans further embraced the rose, associating it with their goddesses of love, Aphrodite and Venus. As we progress through time, we arrive in medieval Europe, where roses continue to blossom in popularity. Monasteries played a pivotal role in cultivating and preserving various rose varieties. The Wars of the Roses, a series of conflicts in 15th century England, derived its name from the red and white roses symbolising the warring factions of Lancaster and York. The symbolism of roses reached new heights during the Renaissance. It was a time when poets and artists celebrated the flower's beauty, and the red rose became an endearing symbol of passionate love. This era marked the emergence of rose gardens in monasteries and royal courts, cultivating the idea of roses as a status symbol. As explorers set sail to discover new lands, they brought roses along on their voyages. The rose, already cherished in Europe, found new admirers in Asia and the Middle East. The exchange of botanical knowledge led to the cultivation of new varieties, expanding the diverse family of roses that we know today. Fast forward to the Victorian era, a time when the language of flowers known as floriography gained popularity. Roses, with their myriad colours and varieties, became a means of expressing complex emotions and sentiments. The giving and receiving of roses became an elaborate art, with each colour carrying a specific message, a tradition that endures to this day. In the 20th century, advancements in horticulture and breeding techniques has led to the creation of a vast array of rose varieties. Hybrid teas, floribundas and shrub roses became popular choices for home gardens while rose enthusiasts worldwide gathered to celebrate the beauty and diversity of this extraordinary flower. The history of roses is a tale of cultural significance, symbolic richness and enduring beauty. From ancient civilizations to the gardens of today, the rose has transcended time and geography. My favourite is iceberg, very much the symbol of passion of my ex. So, Molly and Darren... More from the Potting Shed next time. Thank you, Andy Lound. Gorgeous as always. He's ace, isn't he? He's brilliant. Thanks, Andy. Yeah. And he's just encyclopedic. <laughs> That's what he is. I just can't. Walking, I mean, talking. He's fabulous. I yeah. mean, the rose is the national flower of Britain, isn't it? The people voted for it. So They did, fantastic. didn't they? Several times, yeah. And, of course, you've got your rose. How is your rose? Oh, do you know, Darren, my rose named... Is it named Molly Green? 
It is a damn Molly Green with an IE. Rosa Molly Green. Um, I have actually put it in the greenhouse. <gasps> I, well, I was worried because of the extent of water and the extent of flooding, and I, I was so worried. That all, everything was getting so sodden outside. I've put it in the glass. Is that wrong? I put it in the glass house maybe over Christmas, maybe a couple of weeks ago, just so it didn't get so sodden. Is that wrong? It's a hardy, roughy, toughy oh, shrub. I haven't planted it, it yet. There. <laughs> oh, It'll be all right, but it'll be tender now. So you'll have to harden it off. I oh, know you, you're trying to, you're a bit worried about losing You won't lose it. I'm worried it. about losing it. I'm worried about putting no, it out in the bed and either Podrick, yeah. our dog, will dig it up or something will happen to it. So I, I do intend to, when I do plant it out of its David Austin pot, I am going to put it in a bigger pot. I'm concerned about it being in the ground in case it does get dug up. But I should do it now. Now You're always saying now is the time to plant, isn't it? Autumn, winter. Yeah, it's yeah. a brilliant time to yeah. plant. All sorts of stuff, uh, like I did with the uh, jobs in the week. You yeah. Know. If you were listening. Of course I was. <laughs> do you know, I will have something to slip in here. Slip in here, though, Darren. I did go, <laughs> I did go into the greenhouse like a couple of days ago. I don't go yeah. in every day. I'm sorry, Darren, I don't. And the, don't um, apologise. <laughs> as if I've got I'm, a camera. I'm scared of you, even though, <laughs> even though I speak to you every week. Um, I went in the other day and I thought, I've, I've overwintered maybe five geraniums. And even though I was in there maybe a couple of weeks ago and I've picked off all the mouldy bits and this, that and the other, the centre had gone mouldy again. And I had to pick off all the little brown bits and the mould. It's just something you've really got to keep on top of in the winter, isn't it? Geraniums and other plants go mouldy ever so quickly. Should I be opening doors on days like today when it is really cold but fresh? Most definitely, yeah. Especially if the sun's out because then you've got that moisture in the air inside uh, your greenhouse, yeah. which is what causes the mould and the uh, and the rot, because you don't want any damp in there. You want a minimum damp atmosphere. You don't want any humidity in there, because it causes what's called foot rot, yeah. which is which is what you've got. Um, and uh, grey mould, but botrytis, it's That's spelled bot- botrytis. Botrytis <laughs> uh, is, is the stuff that you don't want, because mm. that just really um, spreads... Everywhere. spores and it goes everywhere, yeah. So um, open your doors, vent on a day like today, which is sunny, mm. it's quite mild. It's you lovely. know, if it's, if it's above three or four degrees, folks, and it's a sunny day, open the open the vents on your greenhouse, open the door. Even if you only, only open the door a quarter of the way, uh, the, 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 the length that it opens, that's fine. It's better than nothing at all. Cool. And you've got what's called a forced draft system there. So in other words, if you open the door, then that will force a draft in and then it will work its way through the vent. So you always want an entrance and an exit. Um, and, and venting systems work re- on a real simple principle that cold air drops and uh, basically forces the um, warm air out. And you get this circular motion that's happening. So it just keeps the air moving. So if you've got your greenhouse locked up, what you've got in there is you've got high humidity, Mm. you've got water in the air, but it's still as well. So, you know, and that's what fungal diseases absolutely love love and adore. Don't forget to lock it up at night, especially if we got like a minus two, minus three frost tonight. And then you just want to close it down as soon as the, um, the sun starts to go down. Okay. All right, when you and I are done, I shall go and fling the doors wide yes. open. Yeah. Fling them open. Marv, thank you. <laughs> uh, by the way, back to Andy Lound a couple of minutes ago. If you want to have a look at his website, it's andrewlound.com. He's just amazing. He's going to be with us uh, a lot on the podcast in 2024. Anything you'd like him to investigate, by the way, just drop us a... 
Drop us a line. Let me give you all the ways to get in touch. Get interactive with Molly. Lovely show. Professionals. Get interactive with Molly and Darren. Follow them on social media. It's a bit like stalking. Just search for the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, get in touch and then Andy will be able to maybe investigate uh, any subject that you'd like him to. That would be great. Right, time for some adverts. We've still got some Alan Titters to come very, very shortly here on the Happy Garden Podcast. We'll see you in mere moments. Stay there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Dazzler Pants, let's get back to another question. Well, not so much a question, just a lovely comment. Yes. This is from our friend Deb. <laughs> lovely Deb down the allotment. Debs. Yeah. She says, Happy New Year, both. Oh, she says, oh, God love her. Honestly, this pod goes from strength to strength. Finally got back in the swing of things this week down the allotment following recent eye surgery. The podcast has been the best accompaniment to keep me inspired and carrying on. I have to stop working quite a bit, though, because you two make me laugh so much. Yeah. Long may you reign. Happy New Year to you both, Deb. Isn't that lovely? Oh, thank you, Deb. Isn't that nice? Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah. Happy thank New you. Year. And I hope you're on the up after your surgery. Yeah. Do you want to do some nut natter? Yeah, go on then. Let's <laughs> natter about nuts. Do we natter about nuts? Do you want some nut natter music? Yeah, go on then. Oh no, that's not good enough. Oh no, that's Christmas. Hang on. Oh, what's that? It's Mrs. Darren coming into the room. Sounds like she's opening a coffin. Well, that's it. She gets out of a coffin at about this time <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Is she bringing you some sustenance? Uh, no, I don't know what she's doing. She's behind me back. I oh, don't like it when she's behind me back. What? Ask her what she wants. <laughs> she's getting a tea towel. Oh, she's getting a tea towel. Yeah. Oh, is that out of the pile of washing you have to put away? Darren's wallet, aren't you? <laughs> 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 Watch the moths. <laughs> right. Well, I'm back in a coffee. Okay. Yeah, this is the music I wanted. Poor <laughs> oh, Mrs. Darren. Um, right, nut natter. I've got some Caribbean music because I thought, um, you know, of coconuts. Yeah. Did you know how many nuts aren't nuts, Darren? <laughs> no, come no, on. I didn't until I saw this in the week and I thought, I'll put this to Darren. A not, nut or not quiz. Are you, ex- <laughs> are you excited? I'm overjoyed. It's peanuts in there. <laughs> yeah. I know, you'll know nut. the answer to that. I know you'll know the answer to that. <laughs> so the botanical definition of a nut in its simplest form is a seed contained in a hard shell which doesn't naturally open to release the seed when it matures. 
There you go. <laughs> a seed is a mature fertilised ovule of a plant which consists of three parts, the embryo, the endosperm and a seed coat. Ooh, look at you. And this, it's all right, this is all written down. And a seed may also go by the name of a kernel pip, pip or stone, depending on its source. So, Nut or not, Darren? Go Pe- on, then. Peanut. Peanut, no. Do you know what it is? It's a legume. Uh, <laughs> relative of the pea. Relative of the pea. What about an almond? An N- almond? Nut or not? That's a nut. Darren, it's not <laughs> a nut. It, get one wrong. It is a droop seed. Now I no, it's l- a droop. I <laughs> what? Another feeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get Mrs. Mrs. Darren to the microphone. <laughs> um, now I've never heard of this before. It's only because I'm reading off of a sheet. A D R U P E droop. Yes. Briefly stated, a droop is a fruit. Yeah. With a hard inner shell. Think peach pits. The seed and droops are protected within fleshy three-layered husks or exocarps. In peaches and olives, we value the exocarp, but in cases such as almonds, it's the seed contained within the exoscarp, the layer which surrounds the seed, which is of culinary use. Coconuts are also droops. The endocarp is a thick wood shell that surrounds the fleshy and liquid-filled seed. You with there you me? Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hazelnut. <I> off <laughs> nut or not with a hazelnut? Hazelnut and nut. It is. Yes. Got of, two right. One of the few. Cashew, nut or not? Cashew. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go not. Well done. <laughs> it's a seed, would you believe? It's a seed, yeah. <laughs> what about a chestnut? A chestnut. That's a nut. Well done. <laughs> well done, Darren. It is a nut. Wal- well at this. You are. Walnut. <laughs> nut or not? A walnut? Mmm. Now, hold on, because that's got a case. I'm going to go nut. Oh, well done. <laughs> Anyone think you were a gardener, Darren? Well done. Yeah. Coconut. Coconut, no. Well done. It's a droop. You just told us that. Oh, sorry, did I? I've <laughs> lost my own place. <laughs> Macadamia, not or not? Uh, macadamias. Mm. Not. Good, it's a droop. There you go, it's a droop. Two more. Brazil, not or not? Brazil, those are nuts. No, would you believe uh. it's a seed? <laughs> <laughs> and then final element, a pistachio, not or not? A pistachio? Yeah. Mm, I think that's a seed. Well done. <laughs> I don't know what I've totted you up as, but very good, Darren. I got one wrong. You've passed with nut or not. <laughs> Interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Please. <laughs> Darren, what did one nut chasing the other nut say? I don't know. What did one nut chasing the other's nut say? Show me your nuts. You know, one of Molly and Darren's Christmas crackers over Christmas period, I asked you a similar question. Well, it wasn't similar, but I asked you a question and the answer to it was my nutsack. Darren! <laughs> so you get a squirrel out of a tree, isn't it? No, Put the... your pants down and show them your nuts. Oh, jeez, Louise. <laughs> the answer to the question I was asking you was mittens, but you came up with nutsack. <laughs> Something to do with keeping your hands warm. Dirty! (laughs) 
Dirty article. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's Molly. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to interject here because I am editing this podcast and shaking my head in despair because this segment just seems to have dissolved into utter insanity and I've just realised that we haven't given you, well, I didn't give you the answer to what you call one nut chasing the other nut. Um, I don't know, the answer just got lost, I forgot to give it. I promise I will give it at the beginning of the next podcast. Back to the lunacy. Uh, Darren, what do you call a nut stuck to a wall? (laughs) I don't know. What do you call a nut stuck to a wall? A walnut. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, for God's sake. There we go. There you go. There's the nuts segment over. Done. Nuts. Pick in the box. Nuts. Done. Oh, hazelnuts. Cabarets take them and they cover them in chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, we lost that in uh, Sorry. a second. Dig in. I said, nuts, all hazelnuts. Cabaries <laughs> take them and they cover them in chocolate. Oh, yes. Do you remember Texan bars? Yes. I referenced Texan bars earlier, didn't I? Talking about yeah. Alan, 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 Adam. Alan Frost. Adam Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Alan Frost? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine what he'd look like. <laughs> Hold on there, bald eagle. <laughs> Oh, this is spiralling. The Happy Garden Podcast. I'm Adam Frost and you're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and that Darren Rudge fella. <laughs> what are you saying about Texan bars? What? Texan bars, can you still buy them? Don't think can so. Can somebody let me know if they can so. still buy Texan bars? Hang on, let's have a Google. I think they've gone, haven't they? <sighs> Texan bars. They've gone the way of other sweeties that we no longer can buy. Walnut whips as well. Um, you I'm can sure still buy them. Marks and Spencers do them, don't they? But they do, do, do they do the walnuts? Or is it just the whip? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they've still got to... Hang on a sec. Texan chocolate chewy bar, £99.99 yeah. on eBay. What? 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 Never. That can't... And I... Hang on, let's have a look at Amazon. £13.50 for a box of 72. That's a bit, that's, a, that's more reasonable. So, so you, you can still get them? Uh, oh, hang on. They're called Ur Willies. What? What? <laughs> Highland Toffee called Chewy Bar. Willies. <laughs> Bring back Texan bars. I don't think they are available. I'm moving on. It's so d- cold you here <laughs> on the uh, Happy Garden podcast. I don't you think... get this on Radio 4. <laughs> I don't Stick think they are. Stick that in your mouth. <laughs> I don't think they are available anymore. Unless you go to eBay. Hang on, let me open the eBay one. Texan Chocolate Chewy Bar, Round Tree Macintosh, Unopened Retro Ultra Rare Collector. £100 plus £3.75 postage. Let's have a look at the description. You are bidding on an extremely rare Texan Milk Chocolate Covered Chew Bar from Round Tree Macintosh. This bar has been frozen since purchase. Unlike other listings on eBay who decided to copy my listing word for word, I love this chocolate bar. Introduced in 2000 and reintroduced in 2006 with a blast from the past retro ringtone promotion on the packaging. Da, 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 da. I decided to freeze some. The bar has only been out the freezer for the photograph as the best before date is May 2006. Ooh. It's probably best that you don't eat this. <laughs> <laughs> the bar might be slightly misshapen from being in the freezer. It's quite likely that you will find them elsewhere, but it's a great collectible item. 100 quid. 
Yeah, what Darren, when's your birthday? <laughs> what on earth would you do with that? <laughs> Put it in your freezer. It's like, is know. that your party piece? Would you like to see my Texan bar? <laughs> Don't come in the spare room. <laughs> How do we get onto that? Where were we? I don't know. I was just talking about sweeties. Why? There are things that are gone. And I asked about walnut whips. Oh, as yeah, well. off the back of nut, the, the nut or not. Yeah, is nut that, or not. Is that your phone? We're both nutters. No, it's not my phone. You want my phone? I don't know whose phone that was. Perhaps it was a ghost. <laughs> what? What? Uh, talking ghost of which, phone. I have um, the burner phone right in front of me here, which, as we, yeah. know, as we know, is, is suspect. Um, if you want to get on the burner phone, if you'd like us to call you one day, if you've got any questions that you'd like, Darren, the Laughing Gardener, your expert to answer, um, you can give us, uh, well, drop us a line on the email, drop your number and we'll give you a bell. It's the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. You could be on the burner phone next week. Good luck. Right, where are we? So we've done that or not. I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if that was a good segment or not. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do um, Darren's money-saving tips? Yes! Okay, let's do now, it. Now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's Money Saving Tips. Go! Well, it's quite a simple one this week, folks. It is the week after Christmas, isn't it? Well, you know, the first week in the new year, I should say. And, you know, if you didn't get that present that you were really looking for, then get on to places like eBay, Amazon... Those sort of places, vinted even, you know, old clothes and things like that, or clothes that you might want to buy. And, you know, most of these sites have make me an offer as an option. So make them an offer. You know, if it is that hammer drill or that spade or that wheelbarrow <laughs> or whatever you want to actually buy, there are loads and loads of unwanted gifts. Believe it or not, there are people out there that don't like gardening, folks. Um, and they've probably been bought some gardening equipment and they just want to make a fast book. They just want to get some, get them gone and get, get, get some money back in their wallets. And, uh, you know, there's loads of people that just need to have some money in their wallets after Christmas. So um, make them an offer. And make them that stupid offer to begin with. Remember, they can only say no, can't they? So uh, you just might bag a bargain. So get onto those websites, make people offers, and see what you can actually bag and get that gift that you really wanted for Christmas for next to nothing. Oh, there you go. Darren. That's my money saving tip this week. That is genius. I When I used to do eBay, I don't do it so much these days, but um, I was selling some stuff for some neighbours and, very long story short, but I was selling some gardening bits and bobs, expensive bits and bobs and you know, I did say to them, because they didn't want to do eBay, so I did it for them, I did say are you sure you want to do this lower price? And they was like, I just don't want to see it anymore want to get rid of it. It was brand new in the box and it was... Pfft, tenth of the price they just yeah. didn't want it in the garage anymore someone had such a bargain and there's so much stuff out there now yeah. that uh, you know it's it's just incredulous it really really is and people just want things gone yeah they just want things gone um it might be um a gardener's gift basket <laughs> with, i just um... want it gone <laughs> <laughs> out of date packets of seeds <laughs> Plant pot with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyingly. Just want it gone and you want a few pounds back. I love you, Darren. <laughs> that is a really, really good money-saving tip. And it's not just eBay, as you say. It's Well, all sorts of places do it, any sort of, sort of resale yeah. site. And yeah. if you're looking for gardening clothes, things to, you know, Vinted is a, is a, is a fabulous site to... Uh, we don't get any money for this advertising, mm. do we? 
<laughs> don't, don't. It's such a bone of contention. I even emailed them in the week to say, we've had adverts for months now. Why are we not getting paid? <laughs> but we're not. Do you know what I found in the hedge the other day? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even joking. I was, I was, um, I've always got my eyes peeled, and I was on the way home the other day, and I saw a flash of purple in the hedge. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else then. What did you think I was going to say? Go on. I thought you, said, I thought you was going to say you saw a flasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different story. Was it I cold? have seen a flasher once. <laughs> I have. I reported have it to the police. Yes. Did you? I had, to, um, I had to go through a book of... Um, what? Was, it wasn't mug shots. <laughs> it, was, it was other shots. Seriously, I'm not joking. I had to... They showed you a book. Yes. Of, I had a pick of, of ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Definitely him, my lad. Anyway, back to what... There's a mole on that one. <laughs> God, wasn't that close up. Anyway, back to what I found in the hedge on the way out the other day. It wasn't a flash, it was a flash of purple. Flash and, of purple. Uh, yeah, like a skank, I turned round because I thought I recognised that purple. I thought, oh, that's a Dyson. <laughs> So oh, I, yes, yeah. you told me about this. Oh, did yeah. I tell you? Yeah, you oh, did, yes, I yeah. sent you a picture, didn't I? Yeah, did, yeah. So I turned round, right, did a U-turn, <laughs> and I pulled over with my hazards on, and it was a, it was a, it was a, a cordless... Have I already told this on the pod before? No, I don't think you Am have. Am I boring no, you? No. OK. It was a cordless Dyson V6 Animal, almost brand new, vacuum in the hedge. <laughs> with attachment, you've got a bag next to it full of the attachments and the charger. <laughs> but you, you tend to find these, and it works, doesn't it? it works perfectly, it's, it's doesn't absolutely it? Absolutely perfect. <laughs> I charged it up. Nothing wrong with it at all. I, you find these things, don't you? I did call just... the police. I did call one hundred and one, oh. or is that the NHS? One one one. I called whatever the police is, and uh, and they said if no one claims it, and I gave them the number. One of no one's claimed it, so it's mine. Yours. Keep them, done. keep them peeled, Rudge. Along with your cannabis farm that you found in the hedge. Sorry, what? <laughs> but we don't talk about that, do we? Oh, I found all sorts of drug, <laughs> drug stuff. In COVID, uh, my husband and I once found two ventilation systems, brand new, in boxes, and chucked over a hedge. Clearly for a cannabis farm. We did leave <laughs> them there, though. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I could go on. I could write a book, actually, about what I found in the hedge. I think it's really interesting that you, you looked at mugshots for uh, flashes. <laughs> it's not funny, really, is it? What a pervert. Not really, no. no. Why would some... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now it's queer as folk. Right, know. where are we? <laughs> That's a different type of person to you and I, Darren. <laughs> it's too cold for me doing that. <laughs> It's minus three tonight. Oh. Um, right, we've done that. We've done that. We've done that. We've done that. Oh, yeah. We've done God, that. we're doing really we've well. Done... <laughs> we've done money saving. Uh, what about a... flashes. What... <laughs> What's next on my list is uh, Darren's jokes. Jokes? Mm. Oh. Ooh. Hang on. You get the sheet. I'll find the music. Okay. You ready? We're a good team, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. We're honest. We're not slick. We're on. Are you ready? <laughs> ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Okay, go. I'm expecting great things for the start of 2024. What do you get if you cross a cantaloupe with a brassica? Melon, cauliflower, melon. Is it 
Are they melancholy? Oh, you spoiled oh! them. <laughs> I, got, spoiled I got the first joke. Is that... Was that the answer? Melancholy, yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> you get the next one as well. <laughs> Go on. I'll pretend, I'll, I'll pretend tomato, I won't. Why did the tomato come last in the Tour de oh, France? Oh, jeez, no! <laughs> I banned you from ketchup jokes <laughs> in 2020. But you've got to get the exact answer. Go on, what was the question again? <laughs> why did the tomato come last in the Tour de France? Why did the tomato come last? Because he couldn't catch up? Because he had a puncture and he couldn't catch up. Oh, mm. oh my God, could this be the, uh, the, 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 the segment where I get all of your jokes? It might do. Go on, then. Next Number one three. is, what's a chicken's favourite training shoe? <laughs> I love it already. Uh, oh, hang on. Something to do with peck. Egg. Oh, man, I don't know. Reebok, bok, bok, That's really good. What do you call Dracula with hay fever? Um, oh man, I don't know that one either. The pollen count. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're getting good. Four. What? What is small, red, and whispers? Small, red. That's nothing to do with ketchup. Um, I don't. And whispers. I don't know. A horse radish. Oh, no, that's also good. <laughs> that's it. Oh, no, that's good. I'm very pleased that's with you on the joke one, front. One, two, three, four, five. Five. I got two of them, so that's fine. Plus, you had my squirrel joke. You are. How'd you get a squirrel out of a tree? how do you get a squirrel? Is this a bonus? Well, I, I told it earlier, but you can have it again. Did you tell... What? How'd you get a squirrel out of a tree? Just... Pull your pants down and show them your nuts. <laughs> Snorting like a warthog. <laughs> I must have missed that. When did the end of the nut segment? <laughs> nut or not? Nut or not? <laughs> oh, third snort. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't do it. I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> a testimony to how funny you are that I, I sit and snort. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a loose larynx. <laughs> oh, Dazzler. <laughs> I'm very pleased with you on that front. That's very good. Oh, thank you. Even though you guessed too. Uh, well, they were a bit obvious. Are we nearly done? Is that us? I think we're that, nearly done. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do have I now this is a serious one though. I do have one final question. Okay. To finish with, which I think actually uh, you'll enjoy answering and a fair few of us will be looking at the garden start of 2024 to think right. Right, I'm going to do something for self-sufficiency this year. And that basically is Jenny in Four Oaks who says, "Molly, Darren, a happy new year. This is a year when I'm going to get a veg plot. I've got an area at the side of the garden that isn't currently in use. It's about 15 by 6." No idea where to start. How many sections would be good, Darren? Should they be raised? What goes with what and when? I don't want... Hang on. 
sheet three. I don't want to be overwhelmed to start with this year, but I'd love some of my own produce. Looking forward to your advice. And that is Jenny. Right, Jenny. So if you're starting out new with this, then keep it simple. It's 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 quite quite simple. Well, dog wants to come in. Oh, Hello, who, which one's that, Bear? This is Bear. Hi, Bear. Hello, Bear. You Was it last week you had to put Bear out in the rain? Oh, the rain yeah. last week. Is Bear all right? Does she need yeah, anything? He's, he's he okay. Does, does he need anything? No, he just wants to come in and have a nose. Aww. That's what he's doing. Look, he's just he's just having Hi, a little bear. nose. Say say hello to Molly. Hey, Bear. No, he's gone. He's gone. Oh, okay. He's gone now. Oh. He's he's had his nose. And he's, he's gone. He's his nose. And he's, oh, you need some oil on all of your doors at the Rog House. <laughs> Stop it. Oh. oh. Hi, Bear. Oh. Say hello to Molly. Speak, Bear. When he, Speak. But when he was doing that last week, he needed a wee. Probably does now. Do you want to go and let him out? Yeah, I'll take him downstairs, I think. You, oh, you're upstairs. What are you doing yeah, upstairs? I'm, I'm upstairs at the Why? moment. Why? I'm just in one you, of the bedrooms. You don't normally pod in the bedroom. You pod oh, no, in the I living don't. room. No. What? Hang on, I'm a discombobulated. Why have you gone? Why? Have, <laughs> what? <laughs> don't. You're confusing me. Why are you upstairs? I just am. In what room? Are you in the bedroom? In, in the bedroom, yeah. On your, like, marital bed? Yes. Are you? Yeah. Does I've got um, my feet crossed, laptop on lap, oh, and coffee nice. in hand, a little bit of whiskey. What does your bedroom look like? It's got four walls and. <laughs> In a wardrobe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's my bedroom. It's a bit personal. Isn't I it? don't know. I've never. <laughs> you know, we like to be. We've got TV in accessible. here. And some DVDs and <clears throat> some cuddly toys, which are not mine. Do you? Oh, has Mrs. Darren got a, an array of? I have as well. <laughs> my husband went mad the other day. He said, "There's too many teddies on this chair. The chair in the bedroom is full of teddies." <laughs> is that the same at your house? So it's a Disney orientated yes. teddies. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> oh, we do love our teddies. Um, in all seriousness, do you need to let Bear out? No, I think he's fine. I think he's settling down. He's you sure? Because we can do an interlude. There hasn't. No. We're nearly finished with this podcast, and there hasn't been an interlude. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he's settled down now. All he's, right, no worries. He's found my he's found my sweets. Found your. <laughs> he's, he's, he's eating my sweets. What sweets? What's he doing? <laughs> Can you hear him? No, go on. Put the mic next to him. Can you hear him? No. Nearer. What What sweets is he? What's that is Bear eating? eating my sweets. What sweets? We, well, Your life-saving by, sweets. By, yeah. <laughs> by the side of my bed, I keep some sweets. In case so you if go... I go low at night... Yeah. In the night. Yeah. Are they life-saving sweets? I've just... They are. He's found your stash, man. I could become comatose <laughs> and everything now. <laughs> He's, he's eating my sweet. Oh, stop him. <laughs> no. Oh, I don't want them now. <laughs> Get them out of his mouth and put them back the thing is, these are, these are These are high glucose things, so he's going to be full of sugar now. Oh, my God, he's going to be hyperactive by half past four. <laughs> he's a Malamute. <laughs> if anybody knows what a Malamute's like. You don't want a hyperactive a one. massive bear of a thing. That's why it's called bear. <laughs> and now he's, your he's got a stomach full of sugar. <laughs> Bodes well for the afternoon, then, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. Serves you right for going in your bedroom. <laughs> Why are you upstairs instead of down? I just decided to come in, in here and stay. That's all. <laughs> no particular reason. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Um, I've lost, I've lost, I've, I've lost track of where we were. Better now. ambience in here. <laughs> well, you're more comfortable, aren't you? There is a picture on the wall of a of a jetty um, that, a that jetty? runs into a sunset on a lake. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh, yeah. Are so. you and Mrs. Rudge at the end of it? Is it a... what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the jetty. About to leap off. Yeah, that's me trying to push her in. Twit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where were we? Why were we even talking I about you? Know. Being... I don't know. The, I've dog, lost... the, the, the dog had interrupted us. Oh, right. Interrupted what? Now he's eating my dextrose. <laughs> oh, God. Interrupted what? Where were we? What were we? We were getting towards the end of the podcast. Have, you done the, have you done the veg plot? Uh, no. Oh, that's where we were then. Was we saying, was... Keep it simple. We were sorting Jenny's veg plot. Yeah. Right, forgive us, Jenny. We completely lost the thread Sorry, there. So Jenny has a 15 by 6, no idea where to start. Uh, how many sections would be good, Darren? Should they be raised? What goes with what and when? I don't want to be overwhelmed to start this year with, but I'd love some produce of my own. <laughs> Looking forward to your advice, Jenny. Is that where we were? Yeah, 20, that's where we 20 were. 20 yeah. minutes ago. All yeah. right, go. <laughs> Just keep it simple, Jenny. It's, it's quite, you know, if you're starting off here, just keep it really, really simple. And I would just grow salad crops. And even though you've got the big space, you know, leave some of your fallow. You don't feel as though you've got to fill every square inch the first year that you actually do this. Get your confidence up and grow salad crops, grow lettuce, radish, uh, some tomatoes, those sorts of things, some onions, buy onion sets rather than sowing from seed. Um, because they're already starting to mature when you put the your set in, okay? So you get bigger onions quicker. And and do that, basically. If you get onto YouTube, okay, and look for Darren Rudge, the Laughing oh, Gardener. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, during lockdown, I did the lockdown allotment challenge, and I'll show you some quick tech techniques. Um, and it was a small urban garden, so the plots weren't very big at all. I think there was something like a metre and a half by a metre, so, um, and you can see what I grew, but don't sort of uh, grind yourself down by thinking you've got to grow this vast range of veg until you're confident enough to actually do it. You could put some potatoes in if you wanted to. doesn't really matter whether it's raised or not. Um, the only benefit of raised beds, really, is the fact that, A, you're not bending over, B, you're not treading on them, so you don't get the compaction. But have a look at my YouTube channel, Darren Rudge, The Laughing Gardener, and have a look at the the, uh, the allotment challenge. Like and subscribe, if you would do, please. And, and and I'll show you plenty of tips on there, more than I can actually give you uh, on the uh, the Happy Garden podcast with the, the, the amount of time that we've actually got. Start with salad crops. It'll really, really give you confidence. You know, you'll sow your lettuce and within five days they'll be germinated. Within a fortnight you'll have a crop that you can actually uh, actually start to be harvesting. And uh, keep in touch with us, Jenny. We'd like to see uh, and hear about your progress. Yeah, thanks, Jenny. And okay. you and I have talked about potatoes. I know you need some room. Well, you actually don't need all that much room for potatoes. Um, but they are the most... F if you've never done veg before... You and I talk every year, don't we? It is literally like finding treasure. It, yeah. it doesn't matter how many years you grow potatoes, harvesting them is miraculous. Well, my little um, uh, niece is on the uh, YouTube channel. Oh, of and course, We're yes. digging up potatoes. Yeah. And she's something like seven or eight at the time. And digging up potatoes, her face is like, look at this. I know. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Like you say, it's like finding treasure. It is, it is. And if you haven't got space outside, folks, there's no exact, no, no uh, excuse because you can grow them in buckets and pots and things like that. So, you know, and you can have an early crop 
You know, you can do your earlies extra early if you've got a greenhouse and get them into bo- bu- bu- buckets and, and pots and things like that and grow them in January, end of January, early February, and you'll have an early crop of potatoes. So no excuse. Sunny windowsill, you can grow veg. Simple as that. I'll yeah. tell you what we had. Told we, them. We, you know what we had great success with a couple of years back. Well, actually, it was lockdown, so that was... My goodness, it was COVID four years ago, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, drug bags. <laughs> drug bags. Drug bags. There were so many sort of, dr- well, so much drug paraphernalia fly-tipped in so many hedges by us. We live in a nice area. Um, but there were sort of, I don't know if they're called kangaroo bags, huge sort of felt bags with handles um, that we found dumped in the hedge. Great for potatoes and tomatoes as well. Always have a look in the hedge, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Seem to find them. Bear appears to have eaten all my sweets oh, no. and now wants to be oh, let out. Oh, no, does he? <laughs> okay. He's, he's making a pain of himself. Is he? Oh, we better let him, better let you go before he has a, an accident. Um, all that uh, remains to say is thank you for turning up today, Darren. I'm so, so pleased that you're better. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And it's good to be physically fit yeah. once again. Fighting fit. Yeah. What does 2024 hold for you? Let's just preliminarily ask, seeing as this is the pod, uh, the first pod of 2024. Have you got a really good year in store, our Darren? We've got a busy year in store. We we'll definitely have, because we've got all the stuff that's going on at Winterbourne, which is normally there. I mean, about 90 students. And then we've got all this volunteer stuff. Plus, we're consulting with a local authority on planting, uh, naturalistic planting, right. planting for wildlife and biodiversity in the next few weeks. So, um, for, you for know, where? That, where? Uh, that's that's going to be uh, for Wolverhampton, right? Um, and uh, districts and things like that. So they're really looking at looking at doing things with the city centre in Wolverhampton, uplifting it, but for the benefit of the residents and wildlife. And they're coming so to you for advice on that? They are, yeah. They're Fuck. coming to us for advice. So we've got a meeting on Tuesday. going to spend most of the day talking to the uh, inner city team, as they're called, about the types of things they can be up to. It's things like green roofs on bus stops and uh, yes, rain nice. gardens and stuff like that. You know, they're really simple things to achieve and to do and will enhance the environment, not only for wildlife, but for the residents as yeah. well. And inspire it's- people because not everybody does have a green space. Not everybody does have their own sort of uh, place to tender. So public spaces that are maintained and inspirational uh, uh, gold dust. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And it's like Adam Frost said on your... Um, you know, your interview with him on the pod today. Get outside, get in touch with nature, look up, don't, stop looking down. I think, you know, we, we, we often just don't look up, do we, or look around. Yeah. Look up be and mindful. look around you, folks, and yeah. be mindful. Yeah. There's so much to see and so much to take and be inspired by uh, if you just take the time to look. Yeah. Stop and stare. Definitely. Who said that? <laughs> Dunno. Someone. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll omit that. Because the Green Cross code, man. <laughs> showing my age, isn't it? <laughs> he, was, code, um, man. he was He um, was Darth Vader, wasn't he, in Star he was. Wars? He was. But didn't, know, but didn't know until, they, um, until the, um, the premiere of the, uh, the actual film that they didn't use his voice. Did you what? know that? No, I didn't. Go on. Yeah, yeah, because... His voice wasn't deep enough, so they used a, another actor for his voice. Oh, didn't really? They? How rude. Yeah, I think it was Earl St. James or somebody like that that was, uh, I don't know, I get names wrong now, that must be my age. <laughs> but, yeah, he didn't know until the premiere, he was sitting there, Yeah. Uh, that it wasn't his voice. Well, it how, was him, how but rude. it wasn't his voice. But they didn't tell him. They didn't tell him, no. 
<laughs> I mean, can you imagine having the Green Cross Code man Molly with Darth Vader's voice? You wouldn't go anywhere near Rhodes, would you? Wait, 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 wait. Let me see what I can find. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I am your father. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have felt your presence. That's a Christmas joke, isn't it? That's it, yes. <laughs> I know what you're getting for Christmas. Because I've felt your presence. <laughs> oh, we haven't used these buttons for ages. Right. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, God. Hello. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no, this one is for us. Rudge the judge. We'll be using that later on in the year when you start doing your horticultural thing. Um, The poem Stand and Stare, by the way, is William Henry Davis, just so we sound a bit cultured. It wasn't wasn't Darth Vader. Oh, right. It was was William Henry Davis. We have no time to stand and stare. I might as well read it now. Hang on. Hang on. Um, I wondered lonely as a cloud. No, that's someone else. Oh, don't maybe, <laughs> don't maybe Google that as well. What is this life? Shall I put an echo on this? What is this? Shall I do it? Shall I do it as a mouse? <laughs> Shall I do it as a mouse? <laughs> Why not? What is this life? It's full of care. We have no time to stand and stare. No time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep and cows. No time to see when woods we pass Where squirrels hide their nuts In grass <laughs> No time to see in broad daylight Streams full of stars Like scars at night No time to turn at beauty's glance And watch her feet and how they dance No time to wait until her mouth Can enrich her smile and eyes began A poor life this is full of care If we have no time Stand and stare. <laughs> That's a poem by William Henry Davis, read by a mouse. <laughs> Darren, as always, it's descended into chaos near the end. <laughs> you, do, do you know what? Actually, before we leave, you can do some poetry next week. What? You can do <gasps> Darren's poetry. Yeah, all right then. I used to write poetry. I know I? you did. A certain weather lady. Sarah, Sarah, how the hell are you? How are you? <laughs> it's hardly pinter, isn't it? <laughs> Say what you like as long as you leave enough gaps. Should we do some poetry next week? Yeah, I'm going to write that down. Darren's poetry. What do you want it on? I don't know. Go Just on, choose a subject. Well, give we've me got... a... I'll give you... Whatever. I'll give Go you... On, I'll give you one. We Maybe not next week because I was led by you on this. Maybe in a fortnight we'll do a snowdrop special on the Happy Garden podcast. Okay, and I'll do a snowdrop poem, okay? Snowdrop poetry. Yeah. Darren. It's written down, though, so it's gospel. Do you want an original piece? Or... Yeah, um, you can't copy and paste, man. It's got to be a Rudge original. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because we have got Andy Lands doing the history of snowdrops. I've also got the most fascinating guy on from uh, galanthophile.co.uk. And you won't believe how expensive some of the bulbs are, what they fetch uh, on certain auction sites. So, yeah, a snowdrop special. And, of course, we want your uh, your uh, signs of spring as well on the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. But that's something to look forward to. A couple of weeks we'll do some Darren Rudge snowdrop poetry. Lovely. 
Hmm. We've done that for a while. We haven't done poetry for a long time, so no pressure, but uh, good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Darren, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm so glad you're back up to, uh, to full strength. Yeah, well... I think you've been amazing. Thank you. Uh, so we'll let you head back downstairs. What does... Um, we're recording this early, actually. It's a Sunday afternoon. What does Sunday aft hold for you? I'm going for tea. Well, I'm going to have some lunch yeah. to begin with, and yeah. we're just going to have a simple omelette and a salad today. Nice. So, nice. And then we're going for tea at my son's and open Christmas presents, because we didn't oh, basically get to open Christmas presents at Christmas. Do you know, so, I, th- there you go. I thought of you in the week, because I went to Morrison's. And in their floral section, there was two Christmas trees. They were only sort of, I don't know, foot, maybe two foot tall in a beautiful white metal planter with with Christmas lights on them, battery powered Christmas lights on. And they were £20 reduced to a pound. So I bought both of them and I thought of you with your money saving tips buying after the event. Just how generous you'll look after Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what you're doing. You're having Christmas after the event. Yeah, because we couldn't have it on the event. <laughs> yeah, because of course you were COVID-ridden. Well, because you, I'm chap. Because you, because <laughs> you're COVID-ridden and chap. Well, Merry Christmas to you and your family. It's been oh, lovely. Thank you. thank you for the pod today, Adasla. Wonderful stuff. And you look after yourself. And I hope you're having some fun today as well. Yeah. Not just producing this lovely podcast. Oh, well. Nice of you to say so. (laughs) You know I shall be sat in here for a good 12 hours. But thank you, you, Darren. We'll see you next week on the Happy Garden Podcast. And again, Happy New Year, even though we've already said it, but Happy New Year. And uh, Dazzler, have a lovely, lovely week. And because you were COVID-ridden at Christmas, Happy Christmas to you and your family. Oh, thank you, Molly Green, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody, and have a wonderful time in the garden. No excuse not to get out there, Okay. Do us a stupid bye. Bye! <laughs> You've been listening to Molly Green and Darren Rudge. If you'd like to get in touch with them, email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com or follow them on social media. Just search for The Happy Garden Podcast. Tune in next week for another edition. And as Molly Green would always say, Happy Gardening! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, sorry. Happy gardening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.